glory. Give him glory. Give him glory. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. So, with humility, I invite Pastor Hayford Jampo to the podium. Give me a round of applause. Hallelujah. Presiding Elder. Awesome man of God. Amen. Put your hands together for Jesus. Indeed, it is a pleasure to be in the house of God one more time. The Bible says in him we live, we move, and have our being. Praise God. Shall we give a shout out to our instrumentalist? Hallelujah. Thank God for their lives. We want to make sure that we recognize that the Lord has anointed them and he will use them as he wishes. Amen. 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 Yes, this whole week we have been looking at um, the theme, in his light we see light. We've offered so much, so many prayers I guess I can use much because they are mysteries that we offer to God. They are uncountable. That we believe that this whole week the Lord has visited us. Amen. Amen. And uh, today we are going to cap it up. There is a message that has weighed heavily on my heart. But I believe that all the churches need to hear. The title of our message today is knowing Jesus for yourself. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Knowing Jesus Hallelujah. for yourself. Amen. We want to read John chapter 1, verses 29 and 33. And the scriptures have changed a little bit as I sat there and I was meditating um, so we will add John 4, 39 to 42. So our first scripture reading is John chapter 1, 29 and 33. Bible says, the next day, John saw Jesus coming towards him and said, Look, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Hallelujah. Notice the sin of the world. The Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Verse number 33 says, And I myself did not know him, but the one who sent me to baptize with water told me, praise God, the man on whom you see the Spirit come down and remain is the one who will baptize with the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And then we want to take John chapter 4, verse 42. We'll do a few reading today. John chapter 4, verse 42. Bible says, They said to the woman, We no longer believe just because of what you said. Now we have heard for ourselves. Hallelujah. And we know 
that this man really is the savior of the world. Hallelujah. That scripture tickles me. Ah. They said to the woman, let's do it together, go. They said to the woman, we no longer believe just because of what you said. Now we have heard for ourselves and we know that this man really is a savior of the world. Put your hands together for Jesus. I said put your hands together for Jesus. Hallelujah. And then let's do Psalm 27. We take verse 1 of Psalm 27. We'll all read it together. Psalm 27. Go. Of David, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? <laughs> the Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of whom? Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Let's do it together. This is the Bible speaking. Go. The Lord is my light. Please wait right there. He is my light. In his light, we see light. That scripture in Psalm 36, Bible says that from you is the fountain of life. And in your light, we see light. Jesus is a fountain of life. So from him flows everlasting life, salvation, hallelujah. Bible says, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? Let's go. Whom shall I fear? Go. The Lord is a stronghold of my life. Of whom? God bless you. Jehovah, we just give you glory. This morning, wherever we are, you see us. You know our thoughts. You know our minds. You know our struggles. You know our challenges. But we lay it all, O oh God, at your feet this morning. And we say, help us to know you better. Help us to know you better. As your word comes, O oh God, Holy Spirit, as usual, I petition you to teach your people. Encourage them. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Personal, or is it possessive pronoun? My light, my light, and my salvation. Hallelujah. Amen. I'm not talking about Mama Jampo's God. I'm also talking about my, my God. God. Hallelujah. Amen. I'm not talking about Apostle Sappho's God. I'm also saying that he is my God. Hallelujah. I'm not just talking about presiding elders God, but also talking about my. Somebody say my God. My God. Say my God. my God. Say he is my light is my and my salvation. Hallelujah. Amen. Beloved, 
prophet of God, when you go through scripture, you notice that the greatest desire throughout scripture of certain great men and women of God in scripture is their passion to truly know who this God is. Praise the Lord. When you go throughout the Old Testament, they talked about a Messiah coming. And when that prophecy was uttered in the book of Genesis, throughout history, every female who conceived a male son yearned that she will bring forth this Messiah. But God kept the name and the mission of this Messiah secret through our scriptures. Many a times, he revealed who this Messiah would be through the prophets. I believe that the prophet who mostly prophesied concerning the Messiah to come was the prophet Isaiah and Micah as well. But most of the books in the Old Testament had this treasure hidden, this, this revelation concealed concerning who this Messiah would be. Moses yearned to know who this God is. Moses said, I pray that you show me your glory. Just give me a glimpse of your glory. Hallelujah. Moses said, I believe it was uh, um, uh, Doc Nati who talked about the glory of God going ahead of us. Moses said, just show me, you see, if your glory doesn't go with us, then let us settle here in the desert. So in other words, Moses was saying that, yes, there are rattlesnakes in the desert. There are scorpions in the desert. Hallelujah. Oh, I said hallelujah. There are all manner of insects in the desert. It's dry. But if your glory would not go with us, then we prefer to live with the scorpions, with the rattlesnakes. We prefer to go through these desert conditions because your glory is much, much, much fulfilling and better than our current situation. So God, if your glory will not go ahead of us, then nothing else matters. Let us stay here. You get it, beloved of God? If his glory and his presence doesn't lead us in 2021, then we are toast. Thank you. We are doomed. Hallelujah. But his glory will lead us. His glory will take us. So Moses said, I pray that you show me your glory. David said, Oh God, I know you. I have walked with you. But as the deer panted for the water brooks, so is my soul longing after you. My soul wants to know you better. Hallelujah. It is my prayer that as we enter into 2021, and in fact, for the rest of our lives as Christians, beloved of God, it is my prayer that you would know this God much better. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. I said hallelujah. Amen. 
He is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is a stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? It is my prayer that we shall know Reverend Jampo, 2021, know God better than you've ever known him. Praise God. Every single soul hearing the sound of my voice, you cannot trade knowing God for anything. I don't care whether it is riches, wealth, career, whatever it is. If you know God better and understand how he operates and understand his vision for you and his, his, the direction he's taking you as a child of God, it is the most significant and most fulfilling thing in the whole wide world. Know God for yourself. Hallelujah. Those who have relied on prophets and prophetesses and those who have relied on some pastors and, and elders and deacons and deaconesses to lay their hands on them before they can operate in life. Let me hear from you. Since March, how have you done it? How have you lived your Christian life? Beloved of God, if you know God for yourself, it doesn't matter who is there or who is not there. You can stand on your two good feet and say, because I know Jehovah as the Lord Rapha, who is my healer, even though my body doesn't seem to sound right, but I lift up prayer because you are my healer. Know God for yourself. Say me amen. I said say amen. Know God for yourself. See, let me tell you. 2020, mama said something. He said, Yao. Oh, she doesn't call me Yao. She said, Reverend. She said, what 2020 has taught me is that 2020 has given me a clear vision. God has opened my eyes to see the heart of man. Hallelujah. And God has opened my eyes further to understand that indeed he is our deliverer. 2020 has brought about rogue politicians. 2020 has revealed the real heart of man. 2020 has shown all of us that life is so fleeting. Hallelujah. Early in 2020, one of my one of, one of, well, I don't know him personally, but somebody that I, I, I admire because of his skills, because of the way God had endowed him with, 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 with utmost athleticism. When he died, I couldn't believe it. Kobe Bryant. I decided to block that off my mind. 2020, so many people that we revered and we, 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 we respected, they left us. So quickly, recently, our own apostle Ibn Kwe, dynamic man of God, in Germany for whatever reason, just like that. Beloved of God, know God for yourself. Because there is no knowing the day that you come face to face with him. Paul said that I may know him. And the power of his resurrection. The fellowship of his suffering remain conformable on his death. Paul the great apostle said my desire is to know him. Paul the great philosopher. Paul the great scholar. 
He said, my desire is to know God. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. To know him and the power of his resurrection. Paul's, Paul felt that there is way too much that, that, that he could, could, could tap into when it came to the resurrection power of God. And for all his experience, he still believed that there was more. He said, that I may know him. That I may know him. That I may know him. And the power of his resurrection. The greatest desire of any true Christian, beloved of God, is to know God. Every other desire pales in insignificance when it comes to knowing God. Do you know that it is possible as a Christian to be, to walk as a Christian, operate as a Christian in the house of God and not really know God? Hallelujah. Talk to me, somebody. When you read John 14, 14 8 to 9, Jesus said something. Let's hear what Jesus said. John 14, 8 to 9. Can you project that? Let's read it together. Go. Philip said, Lord, show us the Father, and that will be enough for us. Jesus, Jesus was so perplexed at that question. He said, Obey, Philip. Eh? I mean, okay, Jesus doesn't speak fancy, but you know, if Jesus was from Mama's place, Jesus would say, Ebe, Philip, don't you know me? Let's go, ready to get a go. Don't you know me, Philip? Even after I have been among you such a long time, anyone who has seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, Philip didn't have a clue after all this time that he had walked with Jesus. So this morning, we want to look at who this Jesus is. Who is this light of the world? Hallelujah. Who is this Jesus? And in fact, what does he do? We want to break it down to the basics. That's what we need, beloved of God. Who? Is this Jesus? What does he do in the lives of people who believe in him? Praise the Lord. John the Baptist gave us that answer. I will say that when he saw Jesus, he says, Look, the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. Hallelujah. Before anybody has said anything, because before anybody has said Jack, John the Baptist saw, he said, look, 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 the Lamb of God that takes away the sins of the world. And the people turned and looked at him and, 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 and John said, not only that, but he, he, he is the one who baptizes with the Holy Ghost. Praise God. That's it. That is the end of our message this morning. Who is Jesus? He is the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. And he is the one who baptizes with the Holy Ghost. Beloved of God, that's all you need. Jesus Christ is the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. And the one who baptizes us, me, 
with the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. This is the core of our faith. This is what you need for 2021. The Lamb of God takes away the sins of the world. We'll see remarkably how he did it. How he takes, how he graduates, take the sins of one person, the sins of a family, the sins of a nation, and then the sins of the world. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Put your hands together for Jesus. Hallelujah. Behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. Beloved of God, you know, when John spoke these words, understand that the New Testament hadn't been written. Are you with me? So he was referring to this Lamb of God who was in the Old Testament. We are privileged to enjoy the New Testament. But when John the Baptist made this pronouncement, he was thinking about the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world in the Old Testament. So let us begin to see Jesus in the Old Testament with his title as the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. And I want to give you three things. In the Old Testament, it is concealed but revealed to us in the New Testament that he is our substitute. Somebody says substitute. And number two, he's our sacrifice. And number three, our sin bearer. Oh, hallelujah. hallelujah. Yes. Substitute. Sacrifice. And our sin bearer. Jesus, our substitute. When we read Genesis 22, we all know the story of God appearing to Abraham and said, Abraham, take your only son and offer him as a burnt offering. The Bible says, Abraham's son, which was Isaac, as they were going to the place that God would show them on Mount Moriah, Isaac determined that there is something missing in this journey. So he turned around and asked dad, dad, Put your hands together for Jesus. You know, I don't believe Abraham is African. I don't believe he's an African dad. Because when you read this scripture, Isaac said, Daddy, we got the fire. Hallelujah. We got the wood. Where is the sacrifice? I know that if, I mean, as an African father, I know how I would have answered Isaac. But Abraham said, the Lord will provide. Hallelujah. The Lord will provide. So I'm not going to bore you with the details of this story, but we know that Isaac's life was spared because God provided a ram. The Bible says that ram was caught in a thicket. So Isaac, who was supposed to be the first child's son, who was supposed to be sacrificed, 
God spared him and in his place God provided a substitute. Hallelujah. So these were the undertones of what Jesus Christ was about to do in the New Testament. Praise the Lord. So Abraham said, I know this God who called me. This God who compelled me to come out of idol worship. I know that his name is Jehovah Jireh. I know that he will provide. Praise God. Oh, I said praise God. And God literally substituted Isaac's death with the ram who was caught in a thicket. So the lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world acted as a substitutionary element and entity in the Old Testament. Hallelujah. One of the things that is intriguing concerning this scripture is that Abraham had invested in Isaac we know the story. You know, he had invested so much, made certain mistakes. Sarah, and I mean, you know the story. Let us not go there. That's not the message. But Abraham had invested in Isaac. I believe that if it were to be this day, Abraham had taken Isaac maybe to piano lessons, maybe to drum lessons, maybe ballet lessons, drive Isaac back and forth, paid people to teach his son. Hallelujah. Invested in him. But when God showed up, God made sure that he gave to Abraham that which he had never invested in. God just provided the ram. You haven't paid for this ram. You haven't invested in this ram. But I know that you've invested in your son. But I'm giving you a substitute that you haven't paid for. May the Lord bless you with something that you have not paid for. Something that you don't expect at all in the year coming 2021. God just gave the ram to Abraham as a substitute. Hallelujah. So that Isaac was able to live because of that substitution. So in this example, we see the lamb of God who takes away the sin as a substitute for one person, Isaac. Hallelujah. Are you getting me? Then John the Baptist, who knew scripture, not only understood that he is our substitute, but John knows that this Jesus was the sacrifice we talked about in the Old Testament. Hallelujah. Oh, I said hallelujah. And the scripture that best explains Jesus as our sacrifice is in Exodus 12. The Bible says where the judgment of God came to the people in Egypt. Yesterday we talked about, how many were on the line yesterday? Yesterday we talked about God miraculously creating a line, a boundary between darkness and light. And when that darkness showed up after three days, the firstborn children in Egypt, they started dying because Pharaoh would not allow God's people to go. Hallelujah. But the people of Israel, God instructed them that every single 
family. The Lamb of God is going to take away the sins of the family. Not from the individual alone, but right now, he's coming to the family. Every family in Egypt, Allah, take a lamb. Sacrifice that lamb. Jesus, our sacrifice. Kill that lamb. Splatter the blood of that lamb on the doorpost of your home. I believe that if there was any Egyptian who had a friend who was an Israeli, I believe, in fact, the Bible says that some of the Egyptians who went to the Israelis' homes, they also received their deliverance. Hallelujah. Sacrifice that lamb, and in the angel, the judgment angel of death will pass through Egypt that night. Hallelujah. And any home whose doorpost had the splattering of blood, the angel will pass over that house. Hallelujah. It was said, Hallelujah. God said, when I see the blood, I will pass over you. The life of the lamb was given and the blood of the lamb was shed. And that lamb is Jesus Christ. So Jesus not only is the substitute, but he's also the sacrifice that the people of Israel utilized to have their sins forgiven, to make sure that that judgment of God would not come to them. But beloved of God, there is something very intriguing in this scripture. I don't know the Bible scholars here. When you read Exodus 12, 30, let's just project Exodus 12, 30. Exodus chapter 12, verse number 30. Let's go together. Go. Pharaoh and all his officials. Now, I want you to understand that this is Moses writing under the inspiration of the Holy Ghost. So whatever is written is a truth. Praise God. Let's go. Pharaoh and all his officials, oh, uh-huh, and all the Egyptians got up during the night and there was loud wailing in Egypt. Why? For there was not a house without someone dead. Hallelujah. Let us, let us think about this seeming contradiction. Bible says that one portion, the scripture is saying, God said, if you kill a lamb and you splatter the blood on the doorpost, no one will die in the house. Hallelujah. The angel of death said, I will skip that home, right? And then scripture is also saying that Pharaoh got up and all his officials and all the Egyptians got up during that night. And there was loud wailing in Egypt for there was not a house without someone dead. Hallelujah. So this means that in every house in Egypt, someone died in that house. Praise God. But God is also saying that there are some people that in their homes, people would not die. Hallelujah. So this tells me that when the angel of death was going through Egypt and he saw the blood, the angel of death said, oh, the death has occurred here. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Oh, I said, hallelujah. Amen. I said, hallelujah. Amen. The angel said, oh, okay, someone has died. Amen. So there's a death. Death has been catered for. 
in the house. Somebody has died. The criteria has been fulfilled that there is death in this place. Any place that the lamb was laying dead in the home, the angel skipped. Why? Because the death of the person became the death of the lamb. Hallelujah. So in the eyes of Pharaoh, everybody died. But Pharaoh, yes, everybody died, but depends on what kind of death or who died. In the house of the Christians, it was a lamb who died. It wasn't the sons who died. It was a lamb who died. Not only is he our substitute, but he's also our sacrifice. And in this instant, he saved the family. Hallelujah. May Jehovah save your family. May the Lamb of God save your family. Hallelujah. Put your hands together for Jesus. Jesus, I want to know him better for myself. I know him as my substitute. And I know him as my sacrifice. Hallelujah. Oh, I said hallelujah. And then the Lamb is also the sin bearer. The Lamb is a sin bearer. Isaiah 53, 6-7 the Bible says the lamb who was the substitute and the sacrifice is actually a person. Hallelujah. Let us read Isaiah 53, 5, 3, verses 6 and 7. Let's go. We all, like sheep, have gone astray. Each of us has turned to our own way. And the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. The Lord has laid on him a pronoun, a human being, not it. The iniquity of us all. When he hung on the cross, he said, my God, why have you forsaken me? The iniquities of us all was laid on him. Praise God. Oh, I said praise God. But beloved of God, there is Something interesting in, uh, in Leviticus. When you read the whole of Leviticus 16, scripture described the way the high priest would stand in and make sure that the sins of the nation was forgiven. Hallelujah. The Bible says that the high priest would need three animals, a ram, when you go home, you can read it. Read the whole of Leviticus 16. But the high priest Aaron would slaughter a ram, you know, to cleanse his own sin. Praise God. It is interesting that he used a ram because rams are big. It's a high priest. Killed a ram to cleanse himself first of his sins. And then they will kill the goat. Praise God. So when they kill the goat, the goat's blood represents the sin of the nation. Hallelujah. And then they will leave one of the goats. And they will leave the goat to run away. Signifying that not only has the sins been covered, but they are driving the sin out away from the nation. Praise the Lord. So they will leave the goats on the, on, on, on the fringes of the town. And then drive the goat away. But I believe that by the time the people come from there, back to the temple, they have already sinned again. Hallelujah. Oh, I said hallelujah. So the Lamb of God in that particular chapter talks about saving 
the sin of the nation. Praise God. Praise God. But that sin that we talked about was just covered. They covered the sin and they used the symbol of the scapegoat to say that the sin of the nation has been forgiven. But one Friday on the cross, Jesus hung and he was crucified. Hallelujah. Oh, I said hallelujah. He went through pain. He went through torture that no one can comprehend. And he shed his blood. When he shed his blood, he did not just cover my sins. But book of Colossians said that he wiped away all the transgressions, the handwritings of ordinances that were against me. He blotted out and completely eliminated that on the cross, he not only died and saved every single one at once, but he was detailed enough to think about the individual as in Isaac. He was detailed enough to think about the family as in what happened in Egypt. He was detailed enough to think about the nation as what happened in Leviticus. And then John said he takes away the sins of the world. Hallelujah. Oh, I said hallelujah. Oh, I said hallelujah. And then John said, not only does he take away the sin of the world, but he also baptizes me with the Holy Spirit. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Are you getting me, beloved of God? He also baptizes with the Holy Spirit. My simple analogy here is that, yes, when we get baptized in the Holy Spirit, the Bible says that ye shall receive power when the Holy Ghost is come upon you. You shall be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in Judea, in, 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 in uh, Samaria, in Judea, and into the uttermost part of the world. We receive power when we receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. But that is not enough. Hallelujah. When we go under, when you are drenched under water, because as Pentecostals, we believe that every form of baptism is immersion. So when Bible says that we baptize, we're baptizing the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit, it means that we are immersed under the fountain, the water, the sea of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. We are drowned in the Holy Ghost. When you come out of water, there should be traces that water, you are wet. Hallelujah. So when we are drenched under the Holy Ghost and we come out, there should be some holiness around us. Put your hands together for Jesus. So John is saying that he saves me from my sins. He baptizes me with the Holy Spirit. He makes some holiness attached to me. My actions, my activities, my thoughts are holy because he died and saved me and gave me power through the baptism of the Holy Spirit. So I am able to live this world on this earth and make sure that I delineate what is right and what is wrong, and I make the choices that please him. He is the baptizer of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. So the people in Samaria, after Jesus had witnessed to the man, the woman at the well, and the woman rushed to the vicinity and became an evangelist and talked about Jesus. And they heard this woman, they were mesmerized by her story and they believed 
but they believed on account of the woman. Bible says that Jesus sojourned with the people and taught them, and the people all of a sudden turned around and said, you know, we no longer believe because you told us, but now we believe because we have heard it for ourselves from this Jesus. This morning, that should be our testimony. That should be our testimony. Do you know God for yourself? Yes, all the things and all the, the, the slogans that we are accustomed to for all these years uh, 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 in his light, we see light. Jesus, the indescribable gift. Hallelujah. Jesus before the manger. These are all great themes that we have been buffeted with for all these years. But the question that I ask you this morning is, as we enter into 2021, can you take a stock of yourself and tell yourself, that you know what? I know this God for myself. No matter what happens to me, I know him. I know the things are not going to go rosy throughout the year, but I know who is Jehovah Jireh. I know who is Jehovah Rapha. I know who is Jehovah Tikeno. I know that he is my banner. I know that he is my healer. I know that he is my righteousness. Sometimes I may falter here and there, but I know that he looks upon me through the lenses of the blood of Jesus. And he sees the righteousness that was imputed in me. I am saved by grace. I know who this Jesus is. When the enemy goes before the before God and tries to accuse me and tries to accuse you, I know for sure that this Jesus who intercedes for me in heaven will stand and say that yes, he did it. Yes, she did it. But Jehovah, remember that on the cross, I took it all away and I nailed it on the cross. My name is Jesus, the Savior. I saved him. I saved them. Because in a final analysis, because of that, they will end up with you. Do you know this Jesus for yourself? Hallelujah. Do you know Jesus? Do you know him? See, if you know him for yourself, nobody can take you away from the house of God. If you know Jesus for yourself, there is no amount of gossip, there is no amount of backbiting, there is no amount of anything that will take you from the work that he has entrusted in your hands. If you know him, yes, sometimes it's painful, but you go into your car, you get into your house, and you shrug it off. I said, you know what? I know that they have weaknesses. I know that sometimes I falter as well. So it is not their fault. But Jehovah, I look up to you. I don't have time, Jehovah. Please give me the strength. Please give me the tranquility and the peace. Because I want to move on. Because I know you. Do you know this Jesus? Beloved of God, do you know him? Do you know him? Sometimes the challenges come at you. Some of the issues when they come, you don't even know whether they have a head or they have a tail because it just, it just rolls and it's like, it's coming. But if you know Jesus, you know what it is. You know the kind of situation it is. If you know Jesus, you step aside and say that, I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. I know where you're coming from. I know where you're leading to. But in Jesus' name, I bring your effect to naught. If you know Jesus, you can do it. Beloved of God, 2021, I'm not going to stand here and promise you that you're not going to have problems. They will come because they always come. 
I'm not going to stand here and prophesy that I'm hearing from God that problems will never come. They will come. The prophecy is the problems will come. But Jehovah knows how to take his people out of all the trouble. Hallelujah. David said that I was young and now I'm old. Never in my life have I seen the righteous forsaken. Hallelujah. He will not forsake you. I can declare that he will not forsake you. I can declare that he will not forsake you. He will take you through. He will take you through. And even when the challenges happen, he knows how to meander around and take you through victorious. No Jesus for yourself. Hallelujah. Shall we be on our feet? Since you want to get up, shall we be on our feet? No Jesus for yourself. Don't settle for mere religion, beloved of God. Don't settle for mere religion. It's not just about the church of Pentecost. It is about your ability to know this Jesus for yourself. Hallelujah. The body of Christ, we come together to encourage one another. The body of Christ, we come together to hear the word. But at the end of the day, it is you as an individual. Lift a prayer. Lift a prayer. Lift a prayer. Pray for grace. Pray for grace. Jehovah, we pray for grace. Jehovah, we desire to know you. We desire to know you, Lord. We desire to know you, Jesus. We desire to know you, Jesus.